0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me once again is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's going on, Tyler?
1: Oh, man, not a whole lot, Mike. What is up with you, my friend? Uh, Not not
0: a ton. Um, Just trying to uh, watch as much NBA preseason as possible. And um, prepping for all my drafts. That's all, that's all I've really been doing is, is writing down my rankings and putting auction numbers, uh, money dollar signs next to these people, and and just getting down to the dirty work of preparing for a draft.
1: How many leagues you going for this year, Mike? You going in the double digits?
0: No, too many.
1: Yeah, no, I I've I've got I'm cutting back, man. I I I did one too many last year, so I'm trying to trying to keep it mean and lean here.
0: I want want to keep it under 10. Uh, I'm definitely above 5, but somewhere between 5 and 10 is manageable. And I used to do way, way, way too many. I used to do 20, 30. I think a lot of people who might be getting into fancy basketball, they're only going to do a couple. But then then when you really get into fancy basketball, you might do like 40. Don't. I mean, I think it takes away the enjoyment, unless you, if you like it, do whatever you want. But I think it, it does take away the enjoyment to have to like micromanage 40 different leagues.
1: I always feel like it's, too, like I can't root for anything when I have that many. Cause yeah, like, there's, you want James Harden to be awesome cause he's on your team. And then you want James Harden to suck cause he's not on your team in like five other leagues and you're playing him that week. Or so it's always like, Oh God, what do I root for now? Like, I don't know what's happening.
0: Yeah. Like it kind of, the whole point of this is for you to enjoy the NBA a lot more. So if you're rooting for everyone or no one, it, it, it kind of negates that whole purpose. What I like to do is almost – since there is a bunch of different flavors to fantasy basketball, even though I will still declare that 9-cat Roto um, is the best way to play, and even I I like to shy away from bigger leagues, I still do a head-to-head league, I do a Roto league, I do a bigger league, I do a dynasty league, I do a keeper league, and try to get all the flavors of the main – stream-type fantasy basketball um, formats that are out there. What I will not be doing is any leagues with quadruple doubles or uh, plus-minus or team win totals is a new one I've been seeing pop up lately, which doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, what, what what are some of the more egregious categories you've seen? Because you're, you're getting those custom rankings that people are sending uh, you. Quadruple
1: doubles is the, the category I never understand because – there's like, what, like one or two a season? Like, I don't understand why. There, there are no quadruple doubles a season. Um, so I don't understand when that comes up. Like, why is that a category? Um, personal fouls, people play with that, apparently. That doesn't make any sense. I don't quite follow that one. Um, a league we're going to have to bring back, and I'm not sure if you were in this league or not, Mike, is the second chance league. Do you What's remember this? this? No, what uh what is this? On fan tracks and only on fan tracks, I believe. Like after the season, you can draft a league. And so like after like as the calendar got close to January time, like in the mid December, you can still create a league on fan tracks and draft a team. And we like to call it the second chance. And what we do is we invite people who are not going well. Their season's not going well, maybe Let's say they picked Anthony Davis, and for some reason Anthony Davis gets a season-ending injury. You get your second chance, so you get the write in and say, "Oh man, my league got screwed up. I picked Anthony Davis, and then we do the second chance league." Well,
0: so that's that's a good idea. That is a that's a clever idea. A lot of um, it's almost in the in the vein of, of fancy football, where when you're out of it, you you want to you start you start betting on on the games or whatever, <laughs> um, or or elimination leagues. In um, you know suicide leagues and in football, where you're out, you can buy back in after you know a couple of weeks. Um, one of the problems people do have are people getting people to stay motivated to stay in their league or to pay attention to their league after you know the All Star break when they're out of the rankings. And um, that's you know that's more of a pride thing. I think if you if you uh, care if you're if you're gonna join a league, you have the kind of the um, obligation to pay attention to your league for for a major at least 90 to 95 percent of the time i understand going on vacation for a week or something like that because i always go on vacation for a week in the middle of the season and i always come back like five places below like somehow in one week uh i end up just losing where everything i've ever gained and uh it always ends up screwing me in the end so maybe i should stop taking vacations in february probably so Maybe um, orchestrate it around the All-Star break now that that's a week
1: long. Now that's an idea there.
0: So l- let me reiterate. There's been four quadruple doubles in the history of the NBA. Stop putting quadruple doubles as a category. Stop. I, I get maybe doing offensive and defensive rebounds. Maybe assist to turnover ratio. Maybe three-point percentage instead of three-pointers made. Even, even triple doubles. Like how many of those are there a season? Like.
1: Okay, yeah, we Russ were. Russ was amazing last year and got a bunch, but it's like there's like three guys who get them.
0: Yeah, that's that's the first time that's ever happened. Like Julius Randle, I think, got a triple-double last season. Great, you, you got an extra category that week. Most ca- weeks, that's just going to be a zero, zero, zero across the board. Also, you're already getting rewarded for the triple-double by having good assists, good rebounds, and good points. Like you're already getting those categories – uh, already recognized, so you're getting double recognized. That doesn't make any sense. Like you, you're you're already winning, win more, win an entire category simply because you got a triple double. It's it's making it, it just makes teams that are um, good better. And I just I don't understand why you would want that when you want to try to level the playing field and saying like you know I did a percentage, like I kind of did, uh, did that kind of thing. Yeah, you got your triple double, but I want every other category. That should, well, that should be something the head-to-head leagues take into consideration.
1: Well, and, and the same thing kind of with double-doubles, right? Would I rather have someone who scores 25 and 7, or would I rather have someone who's 10 and 10? Like, I think I'd rather have the 25 and 7, so I don't want to get why a double-double is a thing.
0: Yeah, that's, it's the exact same premise. Um, you're already being rewarded for your double-double. And what it does is it, it takes players who are kind of across-the-board players who probably don't really reach double-doubles ever, like um, your Nick Batum's and your um, Robert Covington's and your Draymond Green's. Even though Draymond does get quite a few double-doubles, what it does is, is is make those guys who get good steals and, and and blocks really less valuable, which doesn't make too much sense.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there.
0: So let's, let's get into it. We've been doing a series of Who Do You Draft? We've been taking the top eight players and doing a a quick mock draft of the first six rounds Uh, for each one of the top eight players. We are over halfway through that list. If if you want to go back and listen to the previous podcast, check those out because depending on who you fancy, because in the top eight, we really, I think you could really pick any of the top eight and be pretty satisfied with um, how you're starting your draft. The real, uh, the rubber hits the road. During those three through six rounds, uh, that's that's where you're really going to be able to create a team and figure out your punting strategy. And today we're going to be doing Anthony Davis.
1: One of your favorite players, I think, Mike.
0: I love Anthony Davis. I'm uh, I'm a huge fan of Anthony Davis. He's from Chicago. Respect. And man, AD, he just I just I root for him so hard to be healthy. All season long, I this is the big knock against him, is the, and that's why he's actually being picked seventh overall in, in in a lot of drafts. Is people are afraid of Anthony Davis's uh, health issues because he's really he, he hasn't played a here's ton the, of gigs in any season.
1: Here's the thing that chaps my butt about his health issues. Okay, it's not the Joel Embiid where he blows his knee or he I don't know breaks his hand or anything like that. It's like he gets bumped in the nose and sits out. It's like – it's always just like some random little minor thing that you're like, what are you doing, bro? Just get out there and play, would you?
0: I, you get more Twitter alerts about Anthony Davis leaving a game than you do someone uh, scoring 30 or 40 points. Like, like Anthony Davis goes to the locker room in the second uh, – and everybody's like, oh, my God, my season's over. You, you'll If you own Anthony Davis, you'll think your season's over at least six to eight times during the year.
1: Right, and that's what I mean. Like, it's just kind of a headache, right? And we've been talking about how these top eight are all really, really close, and anyone could be kind of the number one player at the end of the year. And so just maybe I don't want the headache over the other guys. I don't want the headache of Anthony Davis. You know, he goes to the locker room because of a foot injury, and then you find out he had a hangnail on his big toe, and he got it cut off, and now he's fine.
0: Yeah, and uh, here, here's the reason. I'm actually on the other side of the fence with Anthony Davis. This is why I like him so much, even though he has never played 70 games in a season. And last season was a little bit off, even though him being off is being a giant monster on the court and being amazing. In 68 games, two years ago, in totals, he was ranked fourth. Last year, um oh actually that was three years ago. Sorry. Last year he played 75 games. Uh, I, I forgot about it. I
1: forgot um, that he played seventy-five games last year. I'm thinking I, of two years ago you, where he had the offseason. Did you watch the NBA last year? Because we had this discussion the other day where you just kind of forgot what happened. Or I forgot
0: you... about an entire <laughs> season. Well the Bulls were so the Bulls were so bad and, and, and dysfunctional last season that I've I, I've basically kind of pushed that whole season out of my memory. And so I probably won't remember the next five seasons if that's if that's how i'm
1: going to be operating oh man that great chicago Bulls teams winning the championship this year i don't know what you're talking about oh my god Uh, please don't start with the chicago bulls um
0: so yeah no three years ago he was in 68 games he was fourth overall last year he played 75 games that was the most he ever played And, and he was ranked fourth per game the skills that he brings across the board elite rebounds elite blocks Amazing percentages for a center, uh, someone who uh, has tried to put a three-point shot in his in his arsenal, but um, is still struggling there. And elite points—that's four, what five categories: points, rebounds, blocks, and the percentages. Five categories that you're off to not just a head start, um, but a, a a monstrous beginning from a position where you don't usually get that wide range of versatility. And that, and that is why I love Anthony Davis. He could, if
1: he can put it together, he could be the number one player next year easily. Oh yeah. I mean, I, and we talk about this all the time, right? All those guys could be number one. Um, he could easily be number one. I'm not done to dispute that one bit. No. And, and the fact that you're getting him at seven
0: um, just makes this even more um, intriguing to me, which is why I'm usually wanting to pick seventh in drafts. I know you could take eight, but I think Quai's falling to eight. And if you're in a roto league, that's actually a really good move to go eight. But if you want maybe someone like Cat Curry, Anthony Davis, um, go ahead and pick at seven. But I, I'm loving pick seven. I'm loving
1: I'm loving any first round pick, and then. I'm not even afraid to be kind of on that turn. We'll talk about this in a future episode. Um, being on that turn, even at like 12 and 13, you're going to get two, two pretty sexy names. So I, I'm, I'm loving anybody, but anywhere to pick just, just loving to play this year.
0: Yeah. It's kind of weird. Cause some years you, you're just like, Oh, you, you just really can't be out of the top three or, Oh man, if you're at the turn, you're just, you're getting screwed. And this year you're not, you're just not everyone. The, the NBA is better. It's just better. And, it keeps getting better and these players keep getting better. And so you're starting to, when you're really starting to see the drop off is at the end of the second round when it used to be at the end of seven picks. And um, that's, that's so rushing for um, fantasy basketball and probably is why fantasy basketball is um, according to what, what, where'd you read this? That fantasy basketball is going to be more popular than fantasy football this year. I am not on board with that.
1: Our friends at Yahoo were reporting that. Now, I cannot confirm nor deny. I do not know. I did not run the numbers myself, but that's what they were saying. So our friends at Yahoo would probably know better than you and I. Uh, I didn't believe it, but that's what I heard. You would think
0: um, that they might be running the numbers, but also uh, they leaked three billion pieces of information five years ago and, and and are really struggling as a company. So maybe they're not paying too much attention to the fantasy basketball uh, versus fantasy football numbers. Perhaps, who knows? But uh, enough of the world of finance. Let's go to the great unibrow, Anthony Davis. We're picking him at number seven, which means in a 12 team, we will be having uh, the 18th pick in the second round in the draft. and. This is where we still get an opportunity to dabble with some of those top tier players like Jimmy Butler, Paul George, um, in our, in our recent one with, uh, we ended up taking Draymond Green. So Draymond Green is probably going to be here. Um, you might even see someone like Dame Lillard or Kyrie Irving fall to you here
1: who who, you really don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say, um, who's, who it's exactly going to be. Um, I'm kind of in on Dame Willard in this pick. Interesting. Why, why do you like Dame? I just think that he boosts our, our three pointers uh, back to a really strong level, which is probably one of our worst categories uh, when you pick Anthony Davis. Plus, he gives you some nice assists, probably more assists than anybody else we could have a shot at. At this, that, right? If you're looking at Jimmy Butler and, and Paul George, right? Lillard's going to give you a little bit more assists than those two guys if they're the ones that are available. Um, and then we've talked about this. We don't super love the point guards in this range. I just think Dame and, and AD are kind of a good complementary pair there. So yeah, what AD does struggle in is assists and three pointers.
0: And he's he's gets over a steal a game, but he's not a, a monster steal guy. Um, his turnovers are also great, which is why I love him. I love AD so much. Um, hmm. Let's see. Dame is, Dame is a pretty great compilation. I think I would go Kyrie over Dame if Kyrie was available. I do not think Kyrie
1: will be available. Um, Kyrie's also... going. Here's, here's what's crazy to me about most leagues um, Kyrie's going ahead of Chris Paul.
0: Oh, and... you see, the hype is.
1: And I just don't see that. I just don't see that at
0: all. People are down on Chris Paul this year. That's why I cannot wait to take him. At the bottom half of my draft, if I, if he slips to me down here, I, 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 I might just uh, almost won the league. Uh, like CP three. He's
1: going 17th on CBS. Just don't like. start
0: getting them those CBS leagues.
1: <laughs> they are terrible. Um, I'm not going to allow us to
0: say that Chris Paul falls to us. Obviously Chris Paul should go. Um, we should be, be picked up here. Um, I'm going to lobby for someone other than Dame. I'm going to lobby for Paul George. Oh, you know I love Paul George. Paul George is great. Paul George gets good rebounds. Paul George is going to hit a ton of threes playing with Russ. And uh, Hoodie Mello, who, uh, whoever shows up there. He's good at steals. He's good at the percentages. Not, not, uh, there's nothing not to like about Paul George, while Dame um, is going to shoot at a at a high volume. And it doesn't have the, the steals that we're looking for. Other than that, it's incredibly similar. And I do I am leaning towards Dame simply because you're probably getting two 28-point scores, and you're just going to be dominating points already.
1: And, and that's it. That's kind of where I was at, too. Um, in a vacuum, I would rather have Paul George, and we talk about this a lot. i probably pick the best player available in the second round. But just for this particular pairing, I think I just love the Lillard an Anthony Davis thing. Plus, Lillard is one of those guys I probably feel the best about, about playing a full 82 in the league. Like, if you gave me everybody in the league and you said, okay, which one of these guys is going to play all 82 games, I think Dame Lillard will be one of my my first choices in that. Pool.
0: He's definitely up there. He he rarely, really gets hurt. So, you know, knock on wood, uh, don't want Dame to go down. Let's give CJ McCollum, which I do. So maybe I do want Dame to go down. But, no, I don't want any – I do not want any injuries uh, for anyone, especially on a team that has Anthony Davis. You cannot have bad karma on your team when you got Anthony Davis as your first pick. So let's let's take Dame Millard. I like that because with Paul George, you're getting the rebounds over the assists, and Dame, you're getting the assists over the rebounds. And we don't need the rebounds. Anthony Davis is a monster rebounder.
1: So we're not bad at anything right now. No, we're not bad at anything, I don't think. What we are great at, though,
0: is points. We're, that's our number one stat. So we could either keep getting more points or we could go in the other direction, which uh, there's always a guy hanging around the third round that you like to pick who doesn't score a lot of points but gets a lot of steals and assists. One of your favorite players to take. Ricky Rubio at thirty two. I I know you're. That's who
1: you're going to want at, the, at at this spot. Um, thirty
0: two.
1: Let's see here. Depending on our our where we're playing at, you know, I don't think we got to take Rubio here. Um, Rubio's going forty six. I'm, sure, I'm sure if you're playing on CBS, you don't got to take him in the top eighty. He's actually ESPN is the one. Rubio's going sixty on ESPN. That's that's ridiculous. He's going forty six. And 50th on Yahoo and CBS, respectively. Let's let's say, and this is just a hypothetical.
0: Well, I guess this whole podcast is a hypothetical, it turns out. Um, you're playing in a league with a bunch of people who know what they're doing. Do you think Rubio falls to 41?
1: Yes. Really? Yeah, I, I do. I, I, I think forty-one's your last shot. I think he goes right in that general like 40 to 45 range. I just see him sticking around there a lot. Even when I'm playing with guys I think you know what they're doing. The points scare people off.
0: I think if you're playing with a bunch of people who don't know what they're doing, you're getting him at 41 for sure. I think it's about a 50-50 shot in getting him at 41 if you're playing with people who know what they're doing because someone is going to know how to punt with them. Someone is not going to be afraid of his points. They're just going to go, yeah, steals and assists. I'm, I'm, I'm good.
1: But – Okay, and that's fine. And if someone wants to take him, take him because – and we talk about this a lot, right? There's a lot of point guards in that range. We got Jeff T. We got Schroeder. We got all these guys in that range I like. So I'm not super worried about trying to lock him down right here. When there's other guys I know that are going to be available who – okay, maybe they don't give me the quite the assistance deals combo that Rubio does, but they're going to give me something that I'm still interested
0: in. I think that's fair and I think actually if you if you look our weakest category right now is probably steals. So at 32 maybe we should be looking at the steals will come and there's always lots of uh, good steal guys in the 3rd and 4th round. And this
1: puts us in a position to, to draft maybe someone like a, a Robert Covington or someone like that later on too where you know he's his best category is steals. We could get yeah, grab a guy whose best category is steals at some point later on in the draft. So I'm not super worried about fill in that hole yet. I'm kind of looking for just someone who's real good, who's available. Um, so we're at 32, right? That's where we're at. We're at 32. I, I think there's there's either, there's
0: two ways to go here. Um, jump on our, our three-pointers and make him even stronger around Damian Lillard and, and get some even more um, pile on the points or go with a, a big – um, a, a forward who's going to complement everything else that's going on here. Someone like a, a Marcus soul a Brooke Lopez, somewhere, something like that. I, those are the two directions I'd
1: like to go. Um, I'll mention a guy that I'm an, a big fan of um, again here. Uh, this one won't surprise you at all. Uh, Chris Middleton, he'd be, a, he'd be in my conversation. I don't know that I'd pick him here. PB in my conversation at this pick, but I kind of like where you're going with the with the big man strategy here. Um, I could I could definitely see us getting some Marcus All here. Good assists for a big man, uh, some more blocks, some threes, some pretty decent steals for a center, and good percentages. I can Get on board with some Marcus All
0: once again. Good, very good percentages from Marcus All. Um, we do seem to fall into a pattern with these these third round picks, and I, I think it's for a reason because those are where you're trying to round out your team, right? And, and we always do end up looking at, uh, Marcus soul, Chris Middleton. Uh, we always look at CJ McCollum, Bradley I'll Beal, Clay Thompson. We always look at these guys because those are the, probably the best guys sitting
1: around on the board. I'll, I'll cut to the chase of why that is. And, and this is kind of what I think. Um, there's some guys in there. I just don't really want play Griffin. I don't really want him that high. Um, Bradley Beal, I'm just worried about those stress reactions coming back. Joel Embiid is kind of in this third round, and we've talked about that a million times. You Paul never like,
0: you never like Paul. Uh, Kimber Walker either.
1: You're not right. he's a Kimber Walker guy. So it's just like there's a lot of guys here where it's just like he's not really my my style. And that's fine, right? If you if you're a fan of Kemba Walker, and it's not that I don't like Kemba Walker, I'm always just worried about his percentages being bad, and you know, just him being Kemba Walker of old and he's been better the last couple years and I hope he stays that way. I also don't love him as a point guard getting five to five and a half assists. Like I feel like I can get that from a non-point guard sometimes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You can get that. You can get more from
1: Draymond. And so I just don't love that. I don't love, I don't love a lot of guys in this range. So for me, it always is the same guys because they're the guys I like. And stick
0: to that. I think if you if you're out there and you know there's a bunch of uh, if you like Gordon Hayward around here and you always end up taking Gordon Hayward, okay, fine, great. You like him? He's good. He's very good, actually. Um, Gordon Hayward is going to be great. Uh, we we happen to like dudes like Ricky Rubio and Chris Middleton, and so I think actually. Chris Middleton always is someone. He's not. He, we're already killing people in points. But Chris Middleton is going to give us the steals that we're looking for. Ricky Rubio is going to give us the assists that we're probably still needing. And Marcus Cole is going to be um, the blocks and rebounds that will help uh, push AD into uh, into even further dominance on your team.
1: And if you secure a Marc you've got to feel good about your assists from the big man spot, the biggest man spot, right? If you're calling him a center um, on your team and you probably only need one. If you're playing on Yahoo, I suggest you change it to just needing one center, the two-center thing I never get. Um, Those four assists from a center are great. And that allows you to look over someone like Ricky Rubio. Like, Ricky Rubio is the
0: last chance to get uh, an aggressively good assist guy. So if you get a, a very good assist center, that that means you can get someone who's going to get six or seven assists uh, to pair with Dame who gets six or seven assists.
1: Um, and t- it ends up being averaging out pretty well. We talk about this a lot, right? You If you take two players, you can basically, and you can't do this with the percentages, right? Because the, the field goal attempts or the free throw attempts matter. But, I'm looking at it this way, okay? If I get seven from Schroeder or somebody and I get four from Marc Gasol, that's 11. That's like getting two guys who get five and a half. It's yep. the same. As long as they play the same amount of games, which, I mean, you got to factor that in a little bit too, but, I mean, the, the number's the number at some point.
0: Yeah, I'm 100% on board. Um, you got to average that out and try to figure out what you're actually looking at with your team. I like your idea, Marcus. I like Chris Middleton as well. Um, what direction do you want to go? Um, I kind of preferential, Marcus. All here, Marcus. All it is. So now we are totally fine at uh, rebounds. Our blocks are looking real good. Our assists are a little off. Our three pointers are, are still great. Our points are beyond great. And our steals are, are are still very down, so maybe we start ignoring steals at this point.
1: Uh, and it, it all depends on who we kind of go with here. Um, we're not terrible. Anthony Davis gets over one. Dame Miller's going to get around one. Mark is going to get around one. I mean, we're we're, we're right not terrible not, here. We're not that bad. I mean, I think I think if we get someone like Rubio or maybe we get Covington or someone like that, we're we're right in the mix in that category too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um we, we we did say that Rubio could probably slip to 41. It's certainly possible. If Rubio's down here at 41, are you taking him
1: for sure? Uh yeah, I'm taking him over guys like Teague and Schroeder. Yeah, I mean we need the assists, so he's he's my Huckleberry. Yeah, I'm 100 percent taking
0: uh Rubio right here. And um let's just go ahead and say we ended up with Rubio in this position, but let's let's talk about this position a little bit more. Um, let's say we didn't get Rubio. A guy we we often look at in this round is Dennis Schroeder who's going to shoot a lot, score a lot, but in this case I don't I don't think we necessarily need Dennis Schroeder because we're so good at points right now.
1: Yes, so we're we're kind of already real good in one of his best categories. Secondly, if we're caring about steals, he's probably not going to be a great steals point guard. He's probably only going to get you like one. Um, so you don't love that. And the field goal percentage could be an adventure for him um which would i mean i'm not i'm not saying we're worried about that category at all but it would probably put us definitely into punning that that territory um because this is going to be on a lot more high volume attempts than rubio rubio is going to shoot half as many attempts now the percentage could be worse for rubio but the attempts really matter a lot more than the percentage at some point oh yeah definitely um,
0: I see Brooke Lopez hanging around down here. We just went with Marcus Sol, so I think Brooke Lopez is out on that. I guess if you went Chris Middleton with the last pick, you could go Brook Lopez with this pick if he fell to you here. Um, we're not really interested in big, so let's look at the wings and, and the guards that if if Rubio wasn't available, which I think we're just going to say Rubio's available because we're going to go with the ADPs that we, we got.
1: Um, we're picking him five spots above his highest ADP. Yeah, right. Because we're at forty one, and um, so I mean forty six. is is ADP. I mean we're we're picking him. So I I feel like that's a comfortable safe saying to say that he's got to be available.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, if Middleton falls to you here, I think you take Middleton. I don't think he's going to. People are on Middleton finally, which is depressing. Because uh, now I actually have to pay the proper price for Chris Middleton. People are still not on Bob Covington though, so keep a keep a lookout for him. Let's see who, who else is going in this this range? Anyone else a note in the 41 range, or should we just other than Lonzo Ball, which is who's going 27 overall on CBS, um, which is
1: embarrassing? Um Yeah, no, I mean I think it's a lot of the same guys we talk about a lot. I mean, I might be interested in Batum here. What um, about
0: let's say Rubio didn't fall here? Would you take Isaiah Thomas here?
1: No, oh, sir. You don't want a half a season from Isaiah Thomas? I do not want a half a season from Isaiah Thomas in any type of league. What, you don't want to weather the storm? I do not want Isaiah Thomas in my top fifty. I've said this before. I'll I'll stick with it. I don't, want, I don't want Isaiah Thomas in my top fifty in any kind of league. I don't care how many IR spots. I don't care if it's Roto, if it's head to head, if it's Green Men on the Moon. I don't want Isaiah Thomas in my top fifty.
0: I think you're. I think you're a little too far out on Isaiah Thomas. Uh, I think here is is where you could consider him. I, I do he, think it's still a little early if you're in roto i think you, you can take him here and uh and weather the storm for a half a season but
1: it, it's still it's still very questionable how healthy he's going to be when he gets back and that's it that's the really the thing and that's always my point on picking a guy who's already injured is they said he could be back by january i'm not sure what that means could be back by january does that mean he could it could be january or it could be april or does that mean it could be January, but well, it could be November?
0: It, I, 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 I'm not that pessimistic. But, if they're saying January, I'm guessing it's probably going to be around January.
1: But here's the thing, too. Injuries are not linear in the sense that, okay, Mike hurts his ankle, and he's out four weeks, and he's back, okay? That, that works with a broken bone, right? Most bones heal at about the same time. With a lot of other things, right, what if he has a setback? Well, isn't then that January turns into February.
0: Most people are, are worried about, like, this is not a broken bone.
1: Right. And his injury was just a, I'm going to rest it. And they basically told him, you should have surgery, but he wanted to rest it and not have the surgery. So is time going to heal that, or is it just eventually going to be he needs the surgery? I think that we're probably trending in that direction, considering he sat out as long as he has. That, I'm
0: surprised that he hasn't got the, the the surgery already. Like, I don't understand why that didn't happen right after the season.
1: And I can see this too. He starts ramping up trying to play basketball in January or in December, and he realizes he can't really play at an NBA level unless he has the surgery. And then he has the surgery, and he misses the whole season, and you get enough production from him. I don't yeah, think that's out that, of the question. That
0: is the risk you're taking here. I, I, like I said, I'm not as pessimistic as you on Isaiah
1: Thomas but that's in the realm of possibilities. And so in the top 50 and and you know it's all arbitrary, right? I mean like like you're saying, you know, you're comfortable here, I'm not. In the top 50, I want guys who are going to play, right? This is our fourth man. I yep. want I want to I want to have four pretty guys I'm feeling pretty solid about on opening night. Now, granted the same thing could happen with Ricky Rubio or whoever we pick here, right? Ricky Rubio could blow his ACL tomorrow. I'm not rooting for that. I definitely don't want that to happen. But I mean, anybody can get hurt. I just don't want the risk of some, picking someone who's already injured. I, I know you're hurt. I, I want to know. I want to think my guys are healthy. I want to get send them positive vibes. I don't want to have to send you the vibes of please heal.
0: Speaking of uh, people who are already hurt, if you saw Joel Embiid right here at pick 41, I'm taking them. Uh, I, I don't care if you're if you want to have Uh, you've said you want the uh, three guys that you can have sitting there and that that they're definitely going to be playing. And I'm with you on that. But if Joel Embiid fell into the 41st pick, uh, he's on my team.
1: It would be hard to pass him up. Anthony Davis would maybe be the one guy I would be scared to pair him with.
0: It's it's probably the one guy you don't need to pair him
1: with. You know what I mean? Because – I feel like those two are kind of analogs to each other and they do like a lot of the same things really great. Um,
0: I'm taking him still.
1: Oh, I'm probably him too, right? I said this, I want three guys. So if he's there in the fourth, I'm probably taking him. Um, It would be the one I'm slightly scared of because of the top guys, I feel the worst about Anthony Davis playing the full, full slate. Um, And so two injury risks on the same team gets a little dicey. I don't think he's going to be available, so I don't think we got to really worry about it. I think you're right.
0: Let's move on to the fifth pick, the 55th overall pick in this draft. We have AD and Marcus Sol just, you know, busting heads from the center position. We got Dame and Rubio dishing all the dimes out in the guards. but We don't really have a ton of wings, a ton of forwards sitting here in the fifth round. Is I don't I don't really find that an issue because really d we're not really weak in anything any one category. I'd say probably field goal is our weakest category now since we boosted our assists
1: and steals with Ricky Rubio. Yeah, I'm not worried about that category. I'm definitely planning that at this point.
0: Yeah, I, I'm gonna ignore field goal, even though our field goal is not it's really not that bad. Um our free throw is gonna be great. Our turnovers are even Actually, surprisingly good. Even though Dame um, does turn the ball over, he's not egregious like Harden
1: and Westbrook. Our turnovers are actually pretty solid here. And I'll, I'll make a second point of you, you said we don't really have any wings, and and that's kind of maybe the best spot to be at this point in the draft, in the sense that the, a lot of the guys I like that are left are shooting guard, small forward, power forward types, right? That those kind of wingy combo forward yeah. the Aaron Gordon's the Gary Harris's the Jamal Murray's the those types right they're all kind of shooting guards small forward power there's, forward types. There's a lot of late looking guys there's the Marquise Morris's and the Patrick
0: Beverly's like there's a ton of late dudes who can play, fit that 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 spot you're you're 100% right
1: so I mean I, I feel like we're in a real good spot here um so 55, is that where we're at here? 55.
0: We're at 55. And I actually, am, I'm in on your, on, on your thought process. I'm in on your strategy here. We're at 55. Do you think we are stronger at the big man stats right now? Or do you think we are stronger
1: at the guard stats right now? <sighs> um, good question. Um, I think we are probably strongest at the guard stat in the sense that Marc Gasol is not a super good rebounder. Um, we are probably pretty darn strong in blocks, though. Um, but I feel like we're real good in threes because both those guys are going to shoot a little bit of threes, plus we got Lillard. And Rubio's going to hit some threes. Not a ton of threes, but he's going to hit some threes.
0: Yeah, we're we're and, great at threes. We're really good at points. We're great... I think I think we're pretty great at assists at this point. We
1: are we are pretty pretty well on assists, yes sir.
0: So are we are we ignoring blocks or is this where we take the turn and just dump another big? Because I I like you uh, your thought process of saying let's just ignore the uh, the wings until
1: late until way late. And I I really don't think we're that bad in blocks. I don't think we got. I think this is I one of those builds right. where maybe we're only punting one category. In the field. Goal
0: we've ended up doing this a lot in our builds. And I think a lot of people might disagree with a, especially with the way I see some people building their drafts. They take Giannis and they immediately start putting free throws. And I, I've never really understood that concept. You got Giannis, but he's only one person. The volume you can get out of someone like DeMar DeRozan later in the draft can completely negate the, the, the negativity that, uh Giannis brings in in free throw so punting yeah, out of the first round doesn't make any sense
1: and to to follow up on that okay if you pick Giannis and you punt three pointers well what if Lillard's available in your second round and he's the best guy available that Raymond's went the Paul George's the yeah. Jimmy Butler's all went and and it's just it's Lillard and then the big drop off to that tier we talked about where there's a lot of guys we don't like it's like well you're just going to negate one of Lola's best categories? Like, no, you're fine in three-pointers now. You got 3.6 out of two guys, so you basically got, you know, 1.7, 1.8 out of two guys. That's not too bad. You're fine in that category. You're completely fine. And and that's what just
0: baffles me about some of these builds I see uh, where people have obviously taken, uh, reached over, players that were definitely on the board just to build their punt strategy because they're punting, not ignoring those categories. And we're, we're honestly not even really ignoring these categories until the third or fourth round when we decide, you know what, we're weak in that, let's just not pay attention to that. But often we end up picking players where we're ignoring steals, but the guy we end up picking, we like him even though he gets good steals. And then we're right back in the, in the mix when it comes to steals.
1: Um, I definitely don't ever punt anything until I've got three players on the board. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm with you on that one. I think everyone should subscribe to that thought process, but let's get back to this fifth pick. I want to go with another guard or another center forward center that fits the build of the guys we've already picked. Just so we go, just keep building on on, on our strengths and then, The last pick, we can go
1: after someone like one of our favorites, like Gary Harris. All right, so let's see what we got here. What number we at? 55, right? 55. So you got Lamarcus Aldridge. You got a very sexy Victor Oladipo. You got a Nikola Vucevic. You got Harrison Barnes. uh, You got Alfred Payton. uh, Maybe some Tobias Harris. Hmm. Um kind of what I'm seeing right now. I I won't speak for you. Maybe you've got somebody uh, else you're looking at. That's kind of what I'm looking at. No, I like that. I mean, Sergio Buck is
0: here. We don't often talk about him. I think it's because we don't really like him. Tobias Harris is someone we never talk about ever. Um, perfectly adequate, but I think you're, in 55, you're definitely reaching – Tobias Harris. I think you can get him in the next round if you're really one of them, but I I just think there's better
1: players available in that round. So that's why I usually don't end up with that guy. Um, And Tobias Harris is one of those guys who like nothing is really very sexy, right? It's like 15 (laughs) points and like six rebounds and like two assists and like maybe a steal and like half a block and it's like and you're just looking at it like okay, it's good, but like I'm not jumping up and down like yeah, I got Tobias Harris. Yeah, Yeah,
0: he's very very boring. We are pretty much out on Drew Holiday. So what I'm looking at point guards. The only point guards I I, I like are D'Angelo Russell, who's not really a point guard, and Alfred Payton. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, the, the bigs. The only bigs I like are Vujovic. I, I, I'm not gonna say I like Lamarcus Aldridge, but he's there.
1: Um, I would he definitely give a compliment. I'd definitely rather have Vljevic over Aldridge, and we've talked about that. We've had this discussion a couple times, I think. Um, I just see Vljevic with a shot to step up and score just as many points as Aldridge, and he's going to get more rebounds and more assists and probably similar blocks, and he's probably going to get you more steals and maybe shoot a better field goal percentage. So it's like Vljevic just seems like every category, he could just be slightly better than LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, Um, he definitely could. The guy, and maybe he's not the greatest fit for this build, I'm, I'm still I'm going have a really hard time quitting Victor Oladipo if he's really available at this pick.
0: Yeah, and th- there you're going for the upside. I'm going to say he's not available here, but um, uh, there, you're definitely going for the upside with that pick, even though he it looks like he could be available according to ADPs. Um, we have a distinct love for Oladipo, and uh, we would take him probably every time in the fifth round if we could. So um, in this case, we're just going to say, you know, he, someone, went, someone liked him more than us, and we, he went off the board. Um, so I'm leaning towards – I don't know if this is crazy. I, I think I'm leaning towards Vujovic because I, Rubio and Dame are, are really holding down all of the, the point guard stats
1: that we need. And he makes rebounds another great category for us, right? you got to figure he's somewhere in the 8 to 10 range. Um, probably, uh, I think it's safe to project nine rebounds a game. So, you know, we have Marcus who's only going to get you like six, six and a half, seven, which isn't a top notch for a center, but we get another guy with nine plus Davis is like 11. We're now really awesome in that category too.
0: And great to a isn't a world beater in blocks or
1: steals, but once you one block, they add up. Yeah. No, I love Leavich in this, this general range right here. So yeah, I'm definitely on board with that pick.
0: All right, let's 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 go ahead and do that because we, we, we've talked about this before in some of our previous uh, Who Do You drafts. Rebounding, uh, double-digit rebounding is becoming harder and harder to come by now that we're position, playing positionless basketball. And after this, you're you're going to be reaching down for players like uh, Julius Randle, which we actually did in our James Harden build. And I like being able to put someone on our roster who gets – probably will get double digit rebounds who will still score and get you a steal on a block and give you good percentages, which is exactly fits everything we're looking for. I'm with you. 100% on all of that. Beautiful. Now for the very final pick sixth round, uh, the 67th pick in the draft. Uh, I'm going to let you know this. I just want to let you know. Dwight Howard is still available. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy him. <laughs> um, this could be where you look at someone like Bob Covington. Uh,
1: beautiful Bob Cov.
0: Beautiful Bob Covington. Um, still, people are out on him. That would help boost our steals even further. And uh, his scoring is low, but our, sc- our scoring on this team is great. So... We could be. We could take someone like Bob Covington and, and shove him in, into this build. He would boost our threes. He would help our rebounds even further. Uh, what, what he would not help is our assists. So I'm going to lean. I'm going to lean with my Bob Covington pick. But is, is there any? Is there anyone else here at this spot that you like? Maybe a Jeremy Lin. I know
1: uh-huh. you like Jeremy Lin. I have a soft spot for Jeremy Lin. That is for certain. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm actually really on board with picking Covington. We talked about this a little bit earlier, right? That he's just a great fit for this build and then he boosts those steals. And now we've got, we've got, we've potentially, if we have him at Rubio, maybe the top two steal guys in the league, right? Like that's not a crazy thought that they could be the, the absolute two best guys in steals. So no. yeah, I'm definitely on board with that. Um, that makes us definitely a very strong category for us. And uh, I just like the little bit of everything that Bob Cub can do.
0: Yeah, it seems like we would probably be winning rebounds and steals at this point. We would be competing in points and assists and three-pointers because Bob Covington hits a very good clip of three-pointers. And uh, we're, we're really not out of it in, in, in anything else.
1: I feel like we might be one of the better teams in the league in three-pointers, which Bob they're... Cub's 2.5.
0: Yeah. I think you're dead on about that, and let's 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 remember here. We we might win. we come in to the top two for turnovers.
1: People, yeah, don't turn, turn, if turnovers People is always pun category,
0: turnovers, but we're not punting turnovers here. We're, we're in that. Turnovers.
1: Uh, the only category we stake in is field goal percentage. We are pretty solid everywhere else. I would yeah. say.
0: Our field goal percentage is going to struggle, but, you know, we we ended up ignoring that based on the guys who were available. Um, and also Anthony Davis does make up for a lot of that field goal percentage. At, at the volume he shoots, over 50%, he, he will make up for uh, surprisingly, uh, a surprisingly large amount of that field goal percentage, even though we have uh, Dame and Rubio. We're, we're not going to be at the bottom of the barrel. We're going to be in the uh, somewhere in the middle of the pack, maybe at the – in the closer to the, the top of the bottom half, but we're not going to be last in field goal. And
1: Marcus is going to affect that a little bit, right. In the sense that the last two years, it's been kind of 46 and 46%. And if he's up to that 49 that he's been in the past, um, I get it. And he's shooting threes now, which so it's probably not likely, but if he could do a little bit more than 46, that could boost us up there too.
0: Yeah, I'm a huge fan of this build. This is a really good one. This is why I like AD. I think AD allows you to build uh, the most interesting teams. And AD at 7, we ended up getting Dame Alert at 18. He, uh, we're going to say he fell to us because occasionally crazy stuff happens. Marcus Soul to help boost our um, all-around stats, but mostly our big men stuff. So we we ended up getting Rubio in the fourth round. So two point guards, two centers. We went with another center just to just to pile on. And uh, Bob Covington with our sixth round pick. And, and that still allows you to maybe, you know, reach down. Maybe Jeremy Lin falls to you in the seventh round. Maybe you get Gary Harris. You know, maybe you end up with um, Enos Cantor at some point, J.J. Reddick. Like, there's tons of really good players still left. And uh, you can you can go in any direction you want to. Still, after this build, you're not hurting – Hardly anywhere, and, and you're already probably winning two to three categories. So I think that's it for this evening. If you like what you hear, if you like what you are listening to, do us a huge favor and give us a rating and review online. Even if it's a couple words, as long as you're rating us, it, it helps get our podcast higher on the list.
1: I don't even care about there. I don't even care if it's a if it's one word. Great, good, yeah, right.
0: awesome. You yep. guys suck. Five stars.
1: Yeah, whatever. Hey, if you think we stink and you listen this long and you want to give us one star, hey, all the power to you.
0: Yeah, please do. That's fine. I don't care. But Go out there. Rank us. Review us if you like what you're hearing. It really, really helps us. Um, it's probably the best way you can help continue uh, to allow us to provide you with this uh, fancy basketball analysis. And if you got questions, topics you want to hear, uh, draft strategy questions, anything like that, feel free to tweet at us. Tyler, where can they tweet you at?
1: Uh, yeah, if you want to yell at me, you can do that on Twitter, at WOTC4444.
0: That's what I usually do on Twitter. I just yell at Tyler. And uh, you can tweet at me at WatchTheBoxes. All one word. Feel free to uh, really ping us for about anything. We, I even did a mock draft simply because someone tweeted at me, hey, can you do a mock draft? It was that simple. So if you have any other topics you want to hear, get at us. And we are full on our listener league for this year, uh, but w- people always seem to mysteriously disappear. So if you'd like to get on the waiting list for that league, feel free to tweet at us as well, or tweet at #basketball, which is the official Twitter account for hashtagbasketball.com, our uh, sponsor here. So that's it for this evening. Tyler, thanks for joining me. As always, my pleasure, Mike. And we'll see you next time for more Who Do You Draft for the Top 8. Thanks, everybody.